Welcome to the next episode of the Squadcast. We have a very exciting topic for y'all today. This comes from one of Lindy's most popular sessions at our most recent Innovation Summit, and it is, Oh, the Things Littles Can Do with Google. I'm Sloan Chenners. I'm Nicole LaPointe. Kate O'Leary. Jeremy Osborne. Lindy Valachek. Bill Sheridan. All right, so we are one-to-one in kindergarten through 12th grade, and so now that all of our kindergarten students, first and second grade students have these Chromebooks, what are they gonna do with all these Chromebooks? Because in the past they've had more iPads um, than Chromebooks. So we're gonna start out with a couple of um, tips and tricks that for our teachers and for our students actually. And their parents. And their parents, yeah, definitely parents. Um, One of my favorite tips uh, about the Chromebooks is the accessibility feature. So there are a couple, there's several different accessibility features and we will attach a video in the show notes so that you can see all of them. But there are three that I wanna make sure that we talk about. The first one is select to speak. Um, and in the select to speak, your kids can actually just highlight the words on the screen and it will read it to them. You don't need an extension or anything else like that. And um, they just highlight the words and then it reads it. There's also that Chrome box that a lot of people get it mixed up with. The Chrome box reads everything on the page, including the website and all that. So you definitely want to use select to speak. The second one is dictation. So um, a lot of people say, oh, well, we use voice typing. So there's a difference. Voice typing only is in Google Docs and Slides. Google Slides, you can only use it in the notes section. So I tell people, don't use voice typing, use the dictation and the accessibilities because it will type anywhere. So if I wanna click in my web browser and start typing or talking, it will type out what I'm saying. If I want to click into um, anything on the internet, sheets, slides, um, if I create a text box and then I start talking, it will type out exactly what I'm talking about um, in the text box. And then the other one is the on-screen keyboard. Um, a lot of people don't like the actual keyboard itself, but it has a feature where you can write on it. And again, that is in the video. But one of the things that I love about it is if you're working with some students that are not really good with typing, or maybe you're working on them learning to spell their name or write their name, you can actually write on the screen and it will type out what they are writing. So another just cool, quick, um, accessibility. And when it writes out what they're typing, do you have to copy and paste it? And nope, you can click it. So if you are in like Google Slides and you have that text box and you're writing it, once you click it, it'll click cool. right into it. Um, you can find the accessibility features in if you click on the clock on your Chromebook and then there should be an accessibility tab right there in there in the um, pop up. And then um, just click the accessibility features that you want and it will put a check and um, I also like that it dumps it right there in the bottom on the shelf of the Chromebook. And so all you have to do is click on it each time. So once you've checked it off, you don't have to go back to those accessibilities in the settings. Something else that's really great for students is once you start typing in the Chrome Omnibox, there's some features you could type in roll a die and they each get their own dice to roll or maybe flip a coin or maybe if they're in music class, they could type in metronome. Um, there's also calculators, there's things for spinners. So you can just go right ahead and type what you're looking for in the Omnibox and it will bring those features up.
for a tip to get the littles to get into their Chromebook is helping them log in because they're really still working on letter number identification. So knowing where those are on the keyboard, it can take them for a very long time to learn how to log into their Chromebook. So Christine Pinto from her blog has given some tutorials and some tips for that. So one of her resources is a conditionally formatted um, Google Sheet and you can put their username and their password in there and it'll color code it. So when you have their Chromebooks, you can color code each row a different color. So then they're only limiting to looking for that hunt and peck. I know it's at least in the top row somewhere. So then looking, okay, that's in, that cue, is it red in the top row? So then they can kind of start identifying where those letters are on the keyboard and it makes it go a little bit faster. That's a really good idea. Now, I bet you teachers are going to love that tip, especially for the beginning of the year when they're trying to teach them and they have the little, you know, scanners or they have their QR codes ready to type it in. One other thing that we looked at with the um, feedback for littles is being able to give them feedback where it's not written feedback. You know, they're going to have a difficult time reading that feedback. So you can use different things like Screencastify to record your feedback to your students, and you can include that into uh, your Google Classroom, Seesaw, or you can put it right onto the documents that they're working on, and they can watch that video and see what feedback you have for them and the projects they're working on. Uh, so there's a lot of different extensions that go along with that. Um, read and write, Screencastify, there's, you know, there's a lot of different things. You can also use the extension for tab resize. Um, I love tab resize. Personal <laughs> note, I'm, I know y'all like hearing about my kids, <laughs> but last year um, trying to go from one slide deck to another slide deck, we had to read this and then write something over there. We used tab resize with, uh, had a third grader and, and able to be able to put both slide decks right next to each other so that we were able to like read and then go answer a question was like life changing. And um, another extension that I know Kate and I both love is Moat. So that's just voice recording and you can leave that in the actual comments on um, on the Google Sheet, Google Slide, Google, whatever, um, it could, because it is a link and they just click on the link and it uh, will allow them to listen. And I think the quality of feedback that you're giving with these things with Screencastify and Moat and other things is way more in-depth than just putting a sticker on and, or a happy face and handing it back to them. So I think the quality that you're giving to your students to help guide their instruction will definitely uh, pay off in the long run. Sure, and it adds that personal touch to it. It's yeah. not just you know a written thing that they're getting back. I mean, we talk about it for littles, but anybody can use that for any grade level that that personal feedback. Especially now that we might have kids learning from home, kids in the classroom, I think it can help to build that teacher relationship, teacher-student relationship by giving those. And Lindy, you were talking about that, uh, the resizing extension, but don't you have a cool shortcut for that too, for the Chromebooks? I sure do. Um, if you click Alt and the bracket button, either the right or left, depending on where which side you want it to be docked on, then um, it will dock right, and then you can click on another tab and, and dock that tab left. So um, you can use either one. I, for some reason, go to that extension just because I like to be able to 
Um, with the extension, you can do it um, top and bottom, or if I wanted to be able to look at four different documents at the same time. Uh, but yes, Chromebook does have it. That's why I love tab resize too, because sometimes there's three things I need to look at. So you have that option to choose from. Speaking of tabs, Phil's about to drop some knowledge bombs on y'all. <laughs> oh yeah, I am. All right, so tabs, uh, get a little out of control. You're getting yeah. about a million tabs opened oh, up. Yeah. You can't find Go what you're deep. looking for and it's duplicated. So uh, right-clicking on your tab menu, uh, any tab, just right-clicking on it and taking a look at what's in there, being able to color some of your tabs and uh, group some of those tabs based on, you know, uh, that color, that really helps to keep things organized uh, for me when uh, my tab world gets a little bit out of control. And then the other thing too is, you know, I have my mail, I open up every day, my calendar's opened every day, and um, I like to just pin those so that way those tabs never get closed, shrinks them down so they're a little bit more easily identifiable. I think that's a good way to help uh, organize your tab life. Mm -hmm. Kids think... might be able to do that like by leaving their Google Classroom, and maybe leave their drive pin so that no matter what they're doing, they have those kind of solid uh, tabs that they can always go back to to find what they need. Right. And there's the icon still stays in the little part that's pinned. So once they learn, oh, this is the icon for Google Classroom, they'll know to just click on it and open it back up. And don't they go, when you pin them, don't they go all the way to the front yeah. of your tabs? Okay. Yeah. So the, another quick way to, I always seem to get, my email gets lost yeah. in all my 8,000 tabs too. So. And what yeah. happens when a kid accidentally closes the window if they have the tabs? Oh. Is it well, there's a shortcut key for that, and it is... Control-Shift-T. Write that down. Pop it right back up again. I actually did that yesterday. Control-Shift-T, my favorite shortcut ever. I think I use that one multiple times a day. Oh, yeah, why did I close that one? Yeah. yeah, whenever I accidentally close one, I think, where's Lindy? Because I sure can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the last kind of tip or tool that we wanted to talk about for your Google for Littles session today is Jamboard. If you haven't tried Jamboard yet, then this is definitely one that is worth taking a few minutes to play with. And we will link this in our show notes, but there's a little article from We Are Teachers called 20 Free Interactive Jamboard Ideas and Activities for Teachers at Every Grade Level. And it has some things that if I was teaching first grade, second grade, kindergarten, I would definitely be using with my kids. So and the templates, it has a handwriting template. So again, back to those, like I'm learning my sight words. It has, you know, the three lines with the dotted lines in the middle. So if your kids have the touchscreen Chromebooks, they can be practicing, you know, making their lowercase letters small, the tall letters tall, and they can just draw that right on the screen. There's magnetic letters, so they can practice making rhyming words like sad, mad, whatever, um, and kind of just quickly manipulate those right on the screen. Also, they have some base 10 blocks. What math teacher doesn't need virtual base 10 blocks? And with kids at home and at school, so you might not be able to, you know, get a little plastic baggie of the manipulatives to those kids at home. But with this template from Jamboard, they would be able to still kind of extend their, their thinking and model with those tools. And there's a morning meeting calendar that kids can use. There's a place value grid. There's some of those thinking maps like the when I see this, I think that and wonder that. So kids can either put like a little sticky note with their thoughts as they're reading or jot it down with the drawing tools. There's some really, really cool 
um, templates in there that, that your students would, would really get a lot from and kind of help them stay engaged and stay accountable for whatever they're doing in the lesson, either in your class or blended from home. So the original session was inspired by the book Google Apps for Littles by Christine Pinto and Alice Keeler. So if you're looking for some more ideas, there are thousands of ideas um, that from their book. Or if you're not following them on Twitter, definitely um, follow them on Twitter because they're always constantly um, pu pushing information out for the littles. Yeah. And, you know. Google's kind of fun because they're always coming out with something new and there's going to be a new extension or a new feature or this or that. So definitely tune in to, to some of these innovators and um, stay tuned for more episodes like this. And uh, we'll leave it at if you've discovered anything within Google tips or anything for uh, your classroom, please let us know.